Good morning. So when we left off last week on this great adventure of love, we left with the sentence, if you are not looking for love within, you are without. You remember that? Because this is where it lives, isn't it? We talked about agape love, and we talked about agape love being the highest form of love. We talked about the difference between agape love and unconditional love. By its very nature, unconditional love is conditional, isn't it? Because you can't say unconditional love unless you're looking at what the condition is, which then makes it a choice. No matter what kind of crummy thing you did, I'm going to love you unconditionally. Do you believe that? Not usually. When somebody says they're going to love us unconditionally, we're invited to test the limit. How far does your unconditional love go? And as the person choosing unconditional love, we're always in question of what conditions we're willing to tolerate. So unconditional love is an uncomfortable word for me. It, it puts us in opposition to what we're trying to accomplish, which in my mind is agape love, the highest form of love. Agape love is. God is. Not God will be next week or God was last week. God, goddess, however you name that source form, however you name that, it's love. That's probably the one thing most religions can agree on. That this source of all being is love. The highest form of love. Non-discerning love. Love that is there that you can count on no matter what because it just is. It isn't love and something else. This holy source that we're talking about isn't part love and part not. It just is love. That's it. I cannot say to Pat, Pat, could you be part Pat and part Vern today? No, Pat is Pat. Always, consistently, every time we meet her, she's Pat. The divine is love. Always, every time, consistently, that's it. Does that make sense to you? All right. So we're going to start there today. And I want to start with a story. So there once was a Peace Corps worker who went down into Africa. And while she was there, one of the women that she met lost her husband. And she was a woman who did well for herself in her country in her lifestyle. She lived by herself in a hut made of straw, a straw roof, and mud walls, just as all of the people in her family before her had. But to be a single woman and have such a home was very important to her. And she was a woman of deep heart, a woman of conscience. And when she lost her husband, it was a very hard thing for her. She loved him very deeply. And this Peace Corps worker made friends with her, befriended her, and comforted her, 
and helped her to find the way to move through her grief. So the woman who had lost her husband wanted to do something to show her gratitude. And the Peace Corps worker had a birthday coming up. So the woman who had lost her husband began to collect little threads, threads that she found along the road, threads that came off pieces of clothing she had, even threads that were stuck in bird nests because the birds like to gather them, don't they, and, and make things. Whenever anyone around her made a project, she gathered the threads, all of the loose leftover threads. And when she had enough, she crocheted a very simple mat, many different colors, many different textures. But she made a prayer with every stitch, a prayer of gratitude for the gift that this Peace Corps worker was to her. And when the Peace Corps worker's birthday came, the woman came out of her home with the mat and she began a three-mile walk, three miles one way, to get to the Peace Corps worker to deliver this gift. And she walked through the, through the bush. It was very hot, very, very hot there. And the ground was very hot. And she walked, when she walked, you might imagine what it would be like to walk across hot concrete in bare feet. So she walked three miles to deliver this gift in the scorching sun. And she ran out of water about halfway there. And so her lips began to parch and she, her lips chapped. You know how they do when you're walking outside for a long time without water. And by the time she arrived at the home of the Peace Corps worker, she was exhausted and, and almost at the point of sunstroke. And the Peace Corps worker, not expecting her, opened the door and said, oh my gosh, come in. And she got her inside and got her water and wrapped her feet in a wet towel to calm her down. And when she had recovered from the walk, she was... she. The woman gave the gift of the mat to the Peace Corps worker, which made her cry because obviously it had been made with great love. And with all the different colors and all the different textures of thread, it was quite obvious that it had taken a long time to gather everything necessary for this gift. And so she made tea and the two of them sat and talked and laughed all afternoon and as the sun began to get close to that time when you know you have only so much time before dark, the woman rose out of her chair and thanked the Peace Corps worker again and said, I need to go back home now so I get home before dark. And the Peace Corps worker said, no, don't worry. I'll call the mule cart and I'll have someone drive you home. And the woman who had brought the gift said, thank you, but no. You see, the gift is in the walk. And she left out the door and walked back to her home. I told this story the first time here in 2012. And this, it's a story that has stuck with me for so many years. It comes to my mind, the gift is in the walk, comes to my mind so many times when there's more to do. When there's something beyond saying how I feel or saying what I would like to have happen. 
when there's a process to what needs to be done. So last year, our study topic was Masters, Mystics, and Metaphysicians. And last year, we talked a lot about mastery, what it is to master something, that we choose something, a subject, a practice, a, a, a something, a skill, and we first study about it. We learn what we can on our own. And then we find someone who does this better than we do. And we apprentice with them. We learn from them. We're mentored. We learn more. And then when they've taught us everything they can, can teach us, they turn us loose to go and do what it is that we've now learned to do better. And we practice. And when we have practiced well, then we mentor someone else. Because when you mentor someone, you have to learn even more deeply. In the course of mastery, we never stop learning. So how would it be if we were to live pursuing mastery in the area of love? How would it be if what we chose to do in the field of love is be love in its highest form? Walk as love, breathe as love, eat as love, interact as love. I'd like you to watch this video. This is last year we studied Thich Nhat Hanh and uh, Plum Village is the retreat center that Thich Nhat Hanh founded. And I'd like you to see how they practice love. At Plum Village, we practice the art of mindful living. It's a very simple and practical way of living that helps us live deeply, live happily, and face life's ups and downs with more ease. Learning to truly love is the essence of this way of living. This love is composed of friendship, compassion, joy, and non-discrimination. And what reveals this love? The energy of awareness or mindfulness reveals love. Every morning when I wake up, I have 24 brand new hours to live. And this is such a precious gift. I have the ability to live in such a way that these 24 hours will bring me peace, joy and happiness. When a bell of mindfulness sounds, I stop what I'm doing and enjoy three breaths. My awareness of breathing helps me be re-established in the present moment. Sitting meditation is to enjoy sitting. Sitting just to sit. Sitting and meditating does me so much good. By getting up a little earlier every morning, I have time to sit peacefully and then carry that feeling into the rest of my day. I practice really experiencing arriving home with each step. As my feet kiss the earth in awareness, 
I am present for my appointment with life, here and now. Breathing in, I know I am cutting the carrot. Breathing out, I smile. I do my best to water the positive wholesome seeds within me. The seeds of caring, joy and friendship, so they can blossom into beautiful flowers. I am careful to consume words, images and sounds that support my practice of love. Look at the food so it becomes real. Call it by its true name. Rice, tofu, carrot, apple, chocolate. Food is my direct connection to the earth. Each bite contains the energy of the sun and earth. When I'm truly present, I can sense the whole universe in a piece of bread. My parents are in every cell of my body. So are all my ancestors. I can clearly see that I'm a continuation of them. If I think my parents have nothing to do with me, it's just an idea and it's easily proved untrue. When conditions are sufficient, certain seeds blossom. When the situation is nice, my happy seeds are watered and blossom. When conditions are negative, my seeds of fear, anger, jealousy or sadness may bloom. By looking deeply at the root causes of my pain, I can understand it to transform it. With an understanding that every moment is an opportunity to become fresh and enjoy the wonders of this life, there is the practice of beginning anew. I renew the relationship with myself regularly, so then it is quite easy to renew my relationship with others. There is also an Earth Peace Treaty available on the Plum Village website. There are so many steps we can take to live simply and show gratitude for our Mother Earth and for the life she offers us and our children's children. The white clouds, the wide open sky are always available, always waiting for me, as are all the miracles of life. And it's wonderful to be aware of them. So how many of you noticed the sky this morning? A couple. It's always there, isn't it? Have you ever gotten up one morning and it wasn't there? No. It's always there. No matter what you do, the sky is always there. No matter where you are, who you're with, what's happening in your life, the sky is always there. When we talk about agape love, about the highest form of love, the love that is the holy that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a love that is always there, no matter what. 
always there and always that connected to you because you are walking through the sky, aren't you? Where does the sky actually begin? Where the earth isn't, (laughs) right? So you are walking through the sky with every moment. Simply is a matter of allowing yourself to be present to that. This practice of love can sound very, very simple. This is me cutting carrots. Changes everything when you're in the present moment, thankful for the food in front of you. Changes everything when you're walking across the bush in bare feet, in gratitude for what someone else has done for you. When the gift is not just in the crocheting and having someone say thank you, but the gift is in every breath between the moment that happened and the moment you return home. When we talk about love, we're talking about something so profound. If we slow down enough to experience it, to mindfully walk in this highest form of love, to be love walking. Like I told you, I told this story the first time in 2012. It's 2019 now, and I still think about this lesson on a regular basis. Because mastering love, in my mind, is the greatest objective we could have. That we learn how to do this, that we learn from each other, that we learn from people who have greater wisdom that we do than we do, that we then pass that wisdom on to other people. I have some quotes for you. Germany Kent said, spread love. Hug the people you care about and make sure they know that you care and appreciate them. Make it known to your friends and family that you love them. Israel Moore, I, I hope I say this last, night, this last name right, Ayivor, Ayivor, I think. If I messed it up, I apologize. Rivers, I love this. Rivers don't drink their own waters. Trees don't eat their own fruits. The salt seasons the soup in order to have its purpose fulfilled. Live for others. Martin Luther King said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. And Nanette Matthews said, open the windows to your heart. Release all the warm, genuine love you hold inside so that it may shine on others and shatter the darkness.